Be real with me here. Have you ever heard the name Atley? If you have, I'm betting you're a baseball fan. If you're not and still known Atley, my guess is they are a baseball fan. Possibly you recently watched the MLB All-Star Game, where former San Francisco Giants pitcher was mentioned for giving up a Grand Slam in the 1983 All-Star Game. The only Grand Slam in All-Star history. Well, this podcast isn't about Atley Hamaker, but it does guest star my good friend who is named after the infamous pitcher and therefore is a lifelong baseball fanatic. Because let's be candid here, if he wasn't, he would have changed his name years ago. As for me, my name is Gordon. And I'm the host of this podcast, The Growth Mindset Experience. I'm not an expert on growth mindset mentality, but I am passionate about it. Passionate enough to start a podcast where we examine the growth mindset of both historical figures and everyday people, all in order to create a platform where everybody can learn growth mindset from everybody. Today, we examine the growth mindset of prominent sports figure, Jackie Robinson. Stay tuned to see what unprecedented life experience and choices made one of the most impressive growth mindsets, one of the most remarkable stories of the 20th century. Welcome to the Growth Mindset Experience, a podcast where we share real stories of how both historical figures and everyday people activate a growth mindset mentality to reach new heights. Right, welcome to the fourth episode of the Growth Mindset Experience. Today we're going to be talking about the Jackie Robinson experience. But before we get into Jackie Robinson a little bit, who, if you don't know who Jackie Robinson is, you really should look into who Jackie Robinson is. He had such an impact on United States history and such an impact on baseball. Uh, you'd really love his story. Today we have uh, a good friend of mine, Atlee. Um, you're probably thinking in, in your mind, I've never heard the name Atley before. And if you have, you're probably a really big baseball fan. So real quick, maybe before we get into the Jackie Robinson story, and uh, as Atley and I talk about the growth mindset that, that we feel he portrayed during his story, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit, Atley, tell us about your connection to baseball, what it's meant to your life. Um, and then also, I know that you've recently been to the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame. And since we're talking about Jackie Robinson, I think that that would give us a great context a little bit before we get into his story. Yeah, so uh, my name is Atlee, uh, A-T-L-E-E, a little bit different spelling than you would think. Um, I was actually named after a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, my dad and mom are both big San Francisco Giants fans. Um, so I was born in 1985 and they had a pitcher named Atlee Hamaker. Um, his claim to fame is he gave up uh, a grand slam in the all-star game. So if you've heard that name, or if you hear that name, you'll hear it every all-star game when there's bases loaded. Cause if it ever happens, they bring up Atlee Hamaker giving up the grand slam. Um, so baseball has just been a huge part of my life. I grew up playing it like so many kids in America. Um, I'm actually a baseball coach now at a high school. Um, and it have been for, I think seven years now. Um, it's been a, a, a big part of my life, um, sports specifically, but also baseball, uh, individually. Um, the Negro league hall of fame that you mentioned museum, it's in Kansas city, Missouri. We were there, um, watching some baseball games as a family. We do that for our family vacations and, uh, we got to go there and it was incredible to me how many things 
are a result of today in today's game of the Negro leagues uh, and their and their ingenuity, right? Like night games uh, with bringing in lights, um, the way teams traveled and stuff. So many different things you wouldn't think stemmed back to that time, but because of the limitations they had and travel and stuff, they had to be creative and 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 you know. Uh, inventive and so it's cool to see so many of those things that actually still carry on today because of the the negro leagues itself so now let's get into the history and a little bit of a brief story of jackie robinson so his grandparents were slaves and his parents were sharecroppers in georgia and sharecroppers were not exactly a lucrative position a lucrative job essentially they didn't own the land but they worked portion of the land and had to give up uh, part of their crop as rent. A few months after Jackie was born, his father left the picture and left the family. And so it was just his mom and his siblings. And a little bit after Jackie's first birthday, his mom takes the family across the country, moves from Georgia to Los Angeles, California. And there, there were more opportunities uh, for, for Jackie and his family, I don't want to make it sound like it was easy. There were still struggles that they had to deal with and that there were, there were certainly times when um, they were discriminated against. Um, however, when it, when it came to opportunities, there were, there were more in California. And some of those, a lot of them for Jackie was athletic. And Jackie actually comes from a, a good athletic gene. He has an older brother, Mac Robinson, who competed in the 1936 Olympics in Berlin, Germany actually won the silver medal in the 200 meter dash. What's crazy though, is he came back after competing at an extremely high level, world-class sprinter, and the best job that he can get is a street sweeper. So Jackie being a teenager, this had to have left an imprint on his mind. Um, because what happens later in life is Jackie goes to UCLA he competes in sports. He's actually a four-time. Yeah, you heard that right, a four-time, meaning he played four different sports at UCLA. He's a four-time athlete. But he ends up telling his, his girlfriend at the time, Rachel, who ends up uh, marrying, but he tells her right before graduation that he doesn't think that it's worth getting a diploma because he doesn't feel that even with a college diploma, it's going to be able to help him get a better job. And so he decides to leave college and try and find work to be able to now support his family um, a little bit. And so, but not too long after that happens, uh, World War II has started, the United States has entered World War II, and Jackie ends up going into the service and serves in the Army as a second lieutenant. He was part of the first class in the Army that had integrated um, officer training. And um, he becomes second lieutenant, he doesn't go across the seas. He actually has an ankle injury that keeps him from going across, even though he wanted to. But in the service, he did meet people who introduced the Negro Baseball League to him. So his main sport was actually football, and that's what he felt he was the best at. However, he's thinking, hmm, I can go play sports and make money. That sounds like a good gig to me. So he ends up joining the Kansas City Monarch team. And not too long after that, um, he is being recruited by a fellow by the name of Branch Rickey, who is the president of the Brooklyn Dodger organization of the Major League Baseball. And Branch Rickey actually has intentions to break the color barrier in his organization. 
but he doesn't want to break the color barrier just to break the color barrier. He wants to, to bring a black athlete who's going to help them win. So Jackie was his target. And so Branch Rickey brings Jackie in and he lets him know what he wants, what his intent's going to be. And, you know, obviously Jackie's, he's a little stunned, um, but he's ecstatic about the opportunity. But Branch Rickey really wants to get to know what kind of temperament Jackie has. And so he lets him know, like, hey, what are you going to do when, when, when opposing pitchers are going to throw a fastball at your head? What are you going to do when this discriminatory action happens against you? Unfairly, but that it happens against you. What are you going to do when they do this? What are you going to do when they do that? And all these, these scenarios of like when people are going to send attacks at you because they don't believe that a black baseball player belongs in the MLB. And so ultimately, Jackie's kind of asking Branch Rickey's like, hey, are you looking for someone who's who's afraid to fight back? But then Rickey responds, he says, no, I'm looking for a ball player with guts enough not to fight back. See, Branch Rickey understood that it was important for Jackie's career and the future of even other uh, black baseball players for for Jackie to respond to things the right way. And Jackie got the memo. He he understood, and he did it. And it wasn't easy. And at times he a lot of times he was discriminated against. He wasn't allowed to stay at the hotels as a team a lot of the time. He wasn't allowed to even play in opposing stadiums a lot of the time. He did have fastballs thrown at his head. Uh, he did have his foot stepped on uh, when he played first base um, because there are people didn't think he belonged there, but he kept his temperament. And what's really cool about this actually is that um, his teammates, he had earned the respect of his teammates. And so his teammates started fighting these battles for him. Um, but anyways, um, you know, he ends up having a great first year. They they lose in they lose in the World Series to the Yankees that year, but he has a good first year. Um, he sets us the standard. He has created the now precedent, and uh, he did a remarkable job not only playing baseball because he did, you know. And sometimes, you know, when you think Jackie Robbins, you think, oh, he th broke the color barrier, but he was a phenomenal athlete and had phenomenal statistics. As a matter of fact, that first year he played in 1947, he was the Rookie of the Year in the MLB. And that was the first year they even had that award. Two years later, here in the 1949 National League MVP. And then in 1955, he was part of the World Series that um, uh, the only actually World Series that the Brooklyn Dodgers won. And then shortly thereafter, they had moved to Los Angeles. Uh, but he had retired before they moved to LA. And, you know, he had his 10 year career, it was a good career, and he really set the standard. And in 1962, he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. However, when he was inducted, he was adamant that it was not emphasized his, his what he did to break the color barrier. He wanted his play to be recognized because he knew that he belonged there. And he had the stats to show it. He had the career to show it. Regardless of, of color or breaking the color barrier, he had that to show it. And so eventually, though, and actually actually after he had passed away, um, what was said about him and written about him and the Hall of Fame plaque that, that represents him was changed and included um, his, really his just necessity or his necessary um, actions and um, temperament when it came to breaking the color barrier. So let me real quick read his Hall of Fame plaque. 
A player of extraordinary ability, renowned for his electrifying style of play, over 10 seasons hit 311, scored more than 100 runs six times, named to six all-star teams, and led Brooklyn to six pennants and its only World Series title in 1955. The 1947 Rookie of the Year and the 1949 National League MVP when he hit a league-best 342 with 37 steals. Led second baseman in double plays four times and stole home 19 times. Displayed tremendous courage and poise in 1947 when he integrated the modern major leagues in the face of intense adversity. So now that we've gotten the story of Jackie Robinson told, let's go ahead, Atlee, you and I, and get into the examination of Jackie Robinson's growth mindset experience. Real quick, I was listening to your podcast about uh, Ernest Shackleton today, right? And he was trying to be the first one to go to the South Pole. And somebody actually ends up beating him to that spot, right? But when you're Jackie Robinson, you can't look at anybody else's. There's no other marker for you. There's nobody who's done this before. You are literally paving this brand new trail out in this whole landscape with, you know, fiery darts of, of anger and malice and all these things. Just that mindset of that's the growth mindset I take away from him is he could have, you know, shirked that responsibility at some point or given in at some point, but the story wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't be the story it is today and have the impact it does today. And he's out there just blazing his own path in this. There's nobody to look at as a marker for what you can and can't do. And, and you know, that to me is hit the epitome of him having that growth mindset that we're talking about. Love that perspective. Thanks for pointing that out for us. So Atlee, what is one of your favorite growth mindset traits that Jackie Robinson portrays during his baseball career? Um, one of the things I like most about Jackie Robinson, and actually I'm a teacher at a high school. And so this is, uh, on my little hall pass, they make us have hall passes and they get, a, they let us put a quote and it's actually the quote by Jackie Robinson. And it says a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. And, and I think right there, you get a, an idea for him. Obviously you've told this whole story. He was a heck of a baseball player, heck of an athlete, but so much of what he's known for is for breaking the color barrier and April 15th, 1947 um, being the first African-American or black player ever to play in the major leagues. Um, that's something that changed history. You can see his impact every year. April 15th is actually Jackie Robinson day every year. Um, all baseball players wear 42 that day in honor of Jackie Robinson. His jersey is uh, officially retired throughout all of Major League Baseball. Um, and so you can see the impact he's had on other people. And that was a quote he said while he was playing. You know, he didn't want to necessarily be known for just breaking the color barrier. But it was such a big story, even more than his ability to be an MVP, win a World Series and those types of things. If he had done that, that's still a great career. But breaking the color barrier is such a, a vital thing. And you see how with that happens, society as a whole starts to become more open and receptive to that change. Wow. You seriously put that so well. It really causes me to self-reflect. What kind of impact am I having on other people? Um, real quick, though, let's go to another one of his quotes that was attributed to him during his lifetime. He says, I never cared about acceptance as much as I care about respect. 
And I think that's so interesting because there's a difference between being liked and being respected. And at the end of the day, everyone's going to probably have a different opinion. Would I rather be liked or would I rather be respected? Now, what that means to me is if I'm liked, if I want to be liked, I'm going to give, I'm going to give you what you want and I'm going to give it to you quick. So, you know, Hey, I like him. He helps me out or whatever, but if I'm going to be respected, then I'm going to hold somebody accountable to do something that makes them better in the long run. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you can get the easy way or the hard way, right? Like, and what's easy right now sets you up for failure. I feel like sometimes down the road. So we know that obviously Jackie Robinson had a incredible growth mindset, but in this story, he's not the only one that portrays a growth mindset. I mean, it's his story. It's about him, but there's other people who portray a growth mindset as well. So Ali, who do you see in the story as someone else who um, portrays a growth mindset? You talked about Branch Rickey there a little bit. I think some of the growth mindset is, is that idea too, right? Some of those other people being involved in, and having an open mind to even include that uh, when so many people were not in favor of that. Yeah, I think Brand Tricky is a very appropriate person to point out having a growth mindset. And someone else who I think of too in the story that, that has a really awesome growth mindset is Jackie's wife, Rachel Robinson. You know, she had to be there through it all. I mean, there's no mistreatment, there's no trial, there's no um, difficulty that Jackie went through that she didn't see. And to be able to, you know, support him in that and to be able to love him in that regard and in that way, I think says a lot about who she was, you know, as a person. In addition to Branch Rickey and Rachel Robinson, I think that others in this story that can be attributed to having a growth mindset are Jackie's teammates. And Atlee, you mentioned earlier how this experience was unprecedented for Jackie. There was no standard that he could look to. There was, there was no mark that had been set. He was the standard. The same is true with his teammates as well. This was an unprecedented experience for them. And as the story goes on, as the story develops, you really start to see some of their growth mindsets come into play. I actually think of the story of Pee Wee Reese, who was from the South. And, you know, they go and they're playing a game in Cincinnati in, in, uh, in Jackie's first year. And, you know, there was really quite a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, there was, there was really quite a lot of hatred portrayed from the fans in Cincinnati about Jackie Robinson. And, you know, up to this point, actually, Pee Wee Reese kept his distance from, from Jackie a little bit. You know, it's not that he um, didn't think that Jackie was a good ball player, that Jackie didn't deserve to be on the team or anything like that. Um, it's just a new situation for him too. And he didn't quite know how to handle it. And he had family from the South and, and whatnot. And, you know, in this particular game in Cincinnati, when there's a lot of hate being thrown at Jackie Robinson, Pee Reese just goes up and he puts his arm, his, his hand on Jackie's shoulder and um, just kind of signifies really to everyone. And is like, this is where I stand. You know, this is who I am. This is where I am. And, you know, Jackie's my teammate and I support him. And this is, this is me. And so, you know, even though some of us might not be in those somewhat similar circumstances to Jackie Robinson, maybe kind of think outside the box and think about how can you support someone who is, because they need that too. 
you know, if Jackie didn't have support from some of these people around him, you know, he probably would have broke because who wouldn't, right? If he was in it literally alone, at some point, there's a breaking point. And um, uh, so, so anyways, maybe kind of just take that angle. If you can't quite apply the story from, from where you are now in your life to something similar with Jackie, you know, think about how you can maybe help someone who is. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. And, and that goes back to that quote that I love so much uh, about Jackie. And it's not about just, you know, having and living a life. It's about impacting other lives. And that's where you find the true joy, you know. And so being those Rachel Robinsons, being Branch Ricky, being Pee Wee Reese, right? Being those positive influences on people around you, that's how you become respected too, is not just liked. And, and you'll make those positive lifelong friendships and interactions because you're truly there for somebody. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and close this episode. Um, and thanks to Atlee, my good friend and baseball fanatic, for joining us and sharing with us your perspective on how you viewed Jackie Robinson having a growth mindset. And thanks to you, the listener, for listening to this episode of the Growth Mindset Experience. Follow us on Instagram at Growth Mindset XP. And if you like what you heard, share it with your friends. If you love what you heard, then leave a five-star review. If you were less than thrilled, then just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram, letting me know how you'd enjoy the show more. I'm eager to hear what will improve your listening experience. I hope you'll join us next time. And until then, please keep growing.